All right, guys, this is episode 49. Title this episode, Waking Up Moment. Um, I originally wanted to continue our discussion from last episode uh, when we begin to talk about our image of God. That is the mental visualization we have whenever we, we're praying, we're talking about God, um, or we're thinking about God. And uh, I will pick up on that in, in, over the next couple of weeks, next couple of episodes. I'm going to start with just sharing my own experience with my own mental visualizations and uh, some things uh, about that. And then I have a few people that I'm even going to interview that uh, are going to bring on the show, bring on the episode with us. But instead today, what I want to do is uh, share with you something that's been on my heart for some time. So uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. As I've said, I, uh, I want to share something with you today. It's, it's really been on my heart for some time, and I just really, really need to get it off my chest. Um, I've sh- delivered a message yesterday based on this very idea, and um, something I've been working through for, for a while. And I just want to share it with you, and, and maybe just, I don't know, maybe you'll benefit from this. Maybe you'll get something from this, but um, I don't know, this this is something that's that's been there for a while, and you know, if, if we're if we're not careful, we might spend most of our lives living in the future or the past, worrying about what might be or what might have been. And it's interesting enough that worry itself comes from the future, right? And, and regret comes from the past. And this this might be the majority of our life's experience. Just worry or regret, worry or regret. And it might be the reason why we, we may not connect with Paul's words in Philippians 3, uh, 13, where he talks about forgetting what lies behind, or even the words of Jesus, where he says, be anxious, or I like to say, worry about nothing in Matthew 7. You know, because we live, I think we might be living our lives in the past or in the future. And as a result, these things really don't connect with us. But at the same time, you know, being it's being present in the moment and nowhere else that can actually help us to remove the worry and and the regret. You know, and being in this present moment, like opening our eyes to the present moment, it's like it's like waking up to see what's been in front of you all along, the whole time, right? Like the, the child tugging at your leg for attention, the teen who, who needs to know that they matter, or the spouse who has been loving you unconditionally the whole time and just patiently waits for that love to be returned. Opening our eyes to the present moment is waking up to see what's been here the whole time and and getting caught up in it, right? It's getting caught up in it and, and, and being filled with appreciation and compassion and thanksgiving and mercy and joy and forgiveness and awe. That's love. And if we're not careful, life's going to pass us by and we're going to miss it all. If we're not careful, life will pass us by and all we will have experienced is regret or worry. If we're not careful, life will pass us by 
with us being stuck living in the past or constantly looking towards what's next and missing what's in the present. And when we miss what's in the present, we, we miss what's happening in these moments. We miss the chance to build that relationship, to mend that relationship, to create that relationship. We miss the chance to do what we're created to do or to even find out what we're capable of. We, we miss the chance to, to make things right, to forgive, to be forgiven. We miss the chance to love. To be loved, to receive love. And I believe Jesus calls us to the present moment. I believe this is a part of what he did in his teachings. Consider a couple of these the parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. And in this, this story, Jesus speaks about a man who was robbed and beaten, left for dead. And as the day passed on, a few people come up upon him as he's lying there. Each with the same opportunity to be present to the moment and do the right thing. Both the priest and the Levite come upon the man and pass on the opportunity to open their eyes to the present moment and do the right thing. In fact, it took a Samaritan who was willing to live in the present moment for the right thing to be done. And when I look at this, I believe Jesus is calling us to be present to the person in need, regardless of our plans, regardless of who we are or who they are. To stop in that moment and be present to that need because that's the most important thing. And when we seize that moment, we love. We love. And that's bigger than anything. It's greater than our schedules, it's greater than our plans, it's greater than the consequences for us stopping and being present in the moment to do the thing that is right. I believe just what Jesus calls us to do. Think in the Gospel of John. He recounts this instance in which Jesus is actually walking through Samaria. And he comes upon a well, right? He's tired and thirsty. What's interesting about this is that it was the custom for daily water to be drawn in the morning, but now it was noon and there was a lone woman fetching water. That's kind of odd. And it seems like she would rather avoid the morning crowd because of how she might be judged because of some decisions she has made. She seems to rather the isolation over the chatter. But Jesus seizes the moment and he's present in that moment and gives her the attention that she needs. I think she walks away realizing that she's valued. I think Jesus is calling us to be present through this account, this story, this event. He's calling us to be present to that person who who needs to talk, that person who seems isolated, or a person that is often judged, maybe even by us. There's another instance in which Jesus was in the middle of a crowd and That crowd was pressing in on him on all sides. Now, imagine being at a concert on the floor towards the stage. And the crowd is just pressing in, and and you're forced to move with the crowd or be trampled on. Somehow, during this process, 
come back to Jesus, and there's this woman. She's been hemorrhaging blood for years. And she reaches Jesus. It seems that she she probably crawled through the crowd like a child, or maybe once she got close to Jesus, she got her on her knees, and she reached through the legs of those around him, and she, she touched the hem of his garment. And when she did this, she was healed. What I find interesting is that Jesus, while in the midst of all this chaos, he stops and he shows her attention. I think Jesus reminds us to be present in the midst of chaos even. In the middle or even at the end of a hectic day, right? There are these moments that happen that can be powerful. But we can get caught up in the chaos and we can miss it. Misgiving our attention to the little things that are important. Be careful. We get caught up in the chaos and miss them. Be present in the moment. Towards the end of John's gospel in chapter 21, Jesus asks Peter three times, Do you love me? And we get caught up in the Greek language trying to decipher what Jesus means and why he asks him three times. And while that's can be helpful and maybe even being important, be beneficial. I think it's much simpler. Peter had already denied Jesus three times, so there's no coincidence here. And I think by asking him three times, Jesus is calling Peter to the present moment. I can imagine at some point Peter gets annoyed. Like, right? Why is, why is he asking me this again? And I can then imagine Peter maybe even on a subconscious level, maybe feeling a bit relieved even. You know, I, is this the, maybe this is the first time that since Peter denied Jesus that he's having that one-on-one, face-to-face conversation, right? Where Jesus is specifically honing in on Peter. Don't know, but maybe it is. And you can imagine, you know what it's like when there's some rift between you and someone else. Something has happened, and you're not sure if things are going to be okay, and you're kind of testing the waters. And they actually talk to you, and you begin to think on a subconscious level, okay, we're good. Everything's going to be okay. I can imagine Peter having that same feeling. You know, okay, he's talking to me. Things are going to be okay. But ultimately, I think Jesus calls Peter to the present moment to say, don't miss this. Because after Jesus asks Peter the third time if he loves him, he proceeds to explain to Peter how he's going to die and glorify God. So Jesus calls Peter to the present moment and he says, don't miss this. I call you to the present moment to say, don't Miss this moment. Don't miss this moment to do that thing you have been putting off, to have that talk you have been needing to have, to give attention to that person or that thing that needs your attention, to be the person to forgive, to serve, to love. Jesus Jesus calls us to the present moment to experience joy and awe and wonder 
But if we're not careful, we will allow the things that happen to us to remove from us the joy of the present moment and we'll get stuck living in the past, worrying about the future. What I find interesting enough about the past is we oftentimes reminisce about the past. And don't you find it funny that the only thing that we typically remember about the past or majority of what we remember about the past are the good things? But when we were living in the past, that is when the the past was the present, we weren't experiencing that joy of being in the present moment. We were probably living in the past or worried about the future. But it's only now that we look back and we think about all the good things and we really kind of overlook the bad things. And we could have we could have lived through those good moments that we're looking back on by being present at that moment. Don't miss that because at some point your present moment will be your past and you don't want to be stuck reminiscing about the good of the past. And you missed it. Right? Or being worried about the future, things you cannot control. And oftentimes our worry about the future is oh, based on our, our regret from the past. Be careful. Don't 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 allow the things that happen to take us take from us the joy of the present moment. And yeah, sometimes you might have to fight for it. But don't miss what's happening around you. The things that can fill you with joy and wonder. Yes, even in the midst of chaos. I remember a couple months back, a family member passed away. And one of my younger sisters was grieving. And all of us siblings came together. In a moment in time. And we all might have our similarities, but we definitely have our differences. Not a bad thing, just we're different people. Different things we bring to the table. And what a beautiful thing it was to see in that moment, us all being present in that moment, and sharing in that moment, and bringing what we had to offer to the table in that moment. And we all had our own unique things that we brought to the table. And by doing so, it made these moments complete in helping my younger sister, who was grieving. Don't miss it. The things that can fill you with joy and wonder. The question is, are are we willing to wake up to the present moment and be filled with this joy and this awe and wonder and celebrate what's going on around us? Are we willing to wake up to the present moment and to do that thing, to talk to that person, to get plugged in with People, are we willing to wake up to the present moment and listen to others and engage in real conversation? Are we willing to wake up from the past and live in the present moment and do what it takes to connect with people in the present moment? Are we willing to wake up to the present moment and see what God is doing all around us and engage with the world and be co-creators with Him? Listen, it's... It's in the present moment that we do our best work. It's That's when we can be the best version of ourselves. It's when we can actually deal with the regret and the worry and, and 
remove it. And it's in the present moment that we enjoy life and love and, and be loved. Don't let that be taken away from you. Wake up. Open your eyes to the present moment. It's something that's been on my heart for some time, and, and it, I hope it stirs something up within you that, that leads to you opening your eyes to the present moment, to the awe and wonder that surrounds you. 